Welcome to another edition of Corn Nation Radio. I am your host, Patrick Gerhardt. Today, we've got a special edition of Corn Nation Radio. We have Garrett Wright with the Big Ten Network. He is doing an upcoming series on Nebraska's Tunnel Walk, uh, specifically the Tunnel Walk tribute as it relates to the September 11th attacks on September 11th, 2021. Now, this will air this upcoming Tuesday, September 7th, at 6.30 p.m. Central Time. And, you know, a lot of you are probably sitting there right now thinking, you know, this is, this is one of our last sacred cows in Nebraska. You know, you really have to do justice for the tunnel walk. Everybody loves it. Everybody respects it. And just to, you know, make you folks at home a little bit at ease, uh, Garrett's one of us. He's a Nebraskan. So, Garrett, welcome to Coronation Radio. How are you? Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm good. I'm excited to to be talking some some Huskers, some Nebraska football. It's it's that time again, and you know I'm equally excited to have the opportunity to in my position to share some Husker stories out there on the Big Ten Network. And and we we most definitely look forward to it. Why don't you give us a little background of your your Nebraska roots and uh, your your connection to Huskerdom? Yeah, of course. I uh, I'm a Lincoln native, born, raised, spent my first 24 years of my life in Lincoln, and. Uh, Lincoln East High School grad and then went on to the University of Nebraska where I, I majored in journalism and I, I worked at Husker Vision while I was in the uh, while I was in college so got some exposure to the athletic department I, I traveled with the men's basketball team I traveled a ton with softball I, I worked with kind of each and every sport worked every home football game for the, the five years that I, I took to make my way through the, the university so it was just an incredible learning experience. And, you know, I, I've been around Nebraska football since I was a kid. My grandparents have had season tickets since the, I think, late sixties up in the East balcony. So I, I would get to go to maybe, you know, one or two games a year growing up and just thought it was the coolest thing in the world. So I, I have been around this program for, for my whole life. And uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm excited to be able to kind of tell this story about the, the game that happened post September 11th uh, against Rice and and kind of what what the athletic department did as a as a special tribute on that day. So let's let's dive into this. Tell us about this upcoming Big Ten special. Yeah, so it's it's part of our uh, documentary series. It's called The Big Story, and we we have done I think a number of them. I, I feel like this is number six, but they're just kind of you know, documentaries about great stories across the Big Ten. And, you know, when when we were talking about if there was anything we could do around the 20th anniversary of 9-11 coming up, we, you know, me being a Nebraska fan, immediately, you know, I gravitated toward the idea of, you know, Nebraska was the first team to play, you know, the first major conference team to play after 9-11 happened on that next Thursday against Rice. And, you know, they, they honored the first responders by having the first responders come out of the tunnel rather than the football team. And so it was just such a special moment. And it, it just felt to me like it was a, a no brainer way to help us, you know, take a look back within the, you know, the conference teams at, at 20 years of nine 11. And so, you know, it, it's just been a, a fantastic process of putting this thing together. I've talked to, I think, 15, 16 interviews I did um, related to Nebraska from that time period. And, you know, it'll end up, it'll be Tuesday, September 7th at 6.30 p.m. Central on the Big Ten Network, as you mentioned. And it's a, a half hour 
documentary. So just as a kind of rough rundown, we, we look at kind of where the program was at that time, you know, coming off of the, that great run that they had in the nineties. And then we, we get to September 11th, 2001. And we, we talk about how the athletic department responded, what was happening. We, we talked to Eric Crouch is one of the people we interviewed Jamal Lord, uh, who is Eric Crouch's backup that year. We talked to Barrett rude. You know, we talked to Ron Brown and George Darlington. We talked to people who were, you know, inside the program to hear what was, you know, going on in their minds on that day. And, and then we kind of get into the football game itself and, you know, talk through their memories of that football game. But we also talked to the first responders uh, that were a part of that tunnel walk. I was able to talk to, to four of them. And so it was just, it's so special to get all those perspectives of that day because it, it was such a powerful moment. It was such a powerful you know, way to show that, that sports can heal. Um, and I think that's really what, what the doc gets to is how much sports and especially in a sports crazed place like Nebraska can just be this, this thing that people gravitate to when, when they don't know how else to, to maybe cope with things or what else to gravitate to at a time like that. Now let's, let's go back a little bit to what happened on September 11th, the planes going into the world trade center, New York, you know, we're on the 20th anniversary of, of that attack. Why don't you give the listeners, because we've got a chunk of listeners who probably weren't even alive back then or were very, very young. What was the setup in the sports world leading up to Nebraska being one of the very first uh, athletic events going on uh, in the United States post 9-11? Yeah, it was, I mean, nothing, everything stopped after September 11th. I think that's the thing that, that, you know, in researching this and looking into this, it was just unbelievable because I was a sophomore in high school personally. So I, I remember it, but it's, it's a little fuzzy. I mean, it's 20 years ago. So as I kind of was looking things up, it looked like, you know, there were a few, I think MLB games that got played um, before this Nebraska sporting event, before the Nebraska football game, but there was very little that had happened across the country and, and Nebraska you know, in talking to the the people involved, it, it really felt like Nebraska wanted to kind of play on Thursday rather than Saturday to to get ahead of you know other people in the country and just show that that this could be done that that Nebraska was going to kind of lead the way a little bit um, in in returning back to sports and you know I think that's that's one of the really cool things about this was how much had to happen to make this event work. I mean, this was before, you know, there were normal screenings to go into a football game. This is a time where, you know, you could walk up to the gate at an airport up until September 11th. It was just a very different time and atmosphere. And so for them to be able to pull this off, I mean, what would it be? It'd be nine days after September 11th. Um, It's just pretty unbelievable when you think about it. And, and they, they really went to a lot of lengths to ensure security with, with, you know, bomb sniffing dogs and pat downs and, you know, those kind of things that just hadn't existed before. And they played it on a Thursday night um, or a Thursday afternoon. I think kickoff was at 5 PM if I remember correctly. Um, So, I mean, if you can imagine all the actual class stuff happening on a Thursday afternoon and then, you know, add, add the craziness of a football Saturday game day on it. I mean, it's just the logistics of it were insane. So it's, 
it's really impressive that that they were able to to pull that off, and especially in the wake of all the security concerns of September 11th. So I, I think that's one of the things that really struck me as I, I kind of dug into this. In regards to the, uh, the the interviews, you mentioned a few of the football players and some of the first responders. Mm-hmm. Were there any particular ones that really, you know, stuck out to you, or you learned probably more than you realized you would have from it? I mean, uh, I think what's really interesting is just to a man, pretty much every uh, football player I spoke to just said, like, you know, we were glued to our TVs all day that day. And it's, you know, I just kind of think of football players to some extent, extent maybe that they would have just been locked into football and that's where they would have kind of found their their solace and been able to ignore everything around them. And they were all just, I mean, none of them I think were really ready to to go out to practice that day or to deal with, um, you know, football in that time. Cause it just, as a nation, it was such a, a crazy time. So it was, it was really interesting to hear them just how, inv- how much they wanted to see the attacks and like follow the coverage. And they were really into the news of it at the time. And, and Jamal Lord was from Brooklyn. He told me that he could see the towers from his house when he was growing up as a kid. Um, and so for him, like he had family that were down, you know, in Manhattan that day and, it took him a long time to be able to reach them and, and hear from them. So it, it's just every, I mean, to a man, everyone just had this, their own personal story. I mean, I, I think anyone who is alive and of, you know, an age that they can remember at that time on September 11, 2001 can tell you where they were at. And, and we got a lot of that. We got a lot of stories that were just, you know, they, they remembered exactly where they're at, exactly what they were doing. I mean, George Darlington, he said he was, you know, walking out of an offensive or a defensive meeting to go grab a, a diet Coke. Like he remembered that thing when he saw the TV, it just, it's pretty wild how much people remember exactly where they were at. And then I think Barrett Rood was the one that told me that, you know, basically everything after that for the next week and a half, is kind of a blur. So they remember September 11th exactly. And then, you know, there's a, a week where it's just, kind of a blur before you get to that game again and, and things start to, I think, feel normal uh, from a football perspective. No, I, I would imagine that's kind of how it is with pretty much everybody. I, I was a sophomore in college when it happened and it's, I remember it like it was yesterday almost. And then, like you said, it was like everything else afterwards, just kind of a blur for a while. Uh, no, I, I think that's some really good points in there. Uh, now, historically, Nebraska with the tunnel walk, they, they, bring it together, put it together before the season, and they use it the same thing throughout, unless there's special special, special uh, circumstances like this. How much preparation or changes did they need to do to pull this off? It was an undertaking. I mean, I, I think that in talking to uh, Butch Hug, who was the uh, director of uh, event management at the time, you know, he had relationships with all the first responder groups. And so he kind of made some calls and and got the first responders to, to come together and agree to be a part of the tunnel walk. But it's just uh, in talking to the people within the athletic department at the time, the thing they told me was that, you know, it's a little nerve wracking changing the tunnel walk, you know, to do something different. And, And even though it was a fantastic moment and a fantastic idea to, 
to do that, to honor the first responders, there's always those nerves of we've just changed, you know, a tradition. How are people going to feel about that? And, and obviously it's something that uh, people loved and, and people still remember to this day. I, I was in the stands that day myself, actually uh, in the East balcony with, uh, I believe it was my, my grandpa that I went to that game with. And it was just, it was powerful. I mean, I, I never would have guessed that 20 years later, having watched it from the stands that I would be here making a documentary about it, but that's how, how much that moment meant. It's whenever people talk about the tunnel walk it and you know, the way it gets changed and the tradition of it, people remember that specific tunnel walk. I mean, some of the first responders said it was, you know, one of the best memories of their entire career was being a part of that. You know, the, the players say that that's probably their favorite tunnel walk of their career that were there at the time. So it's just, it's pretty, pretty crazy how much had to go into it, but it's even more impressive that, that they took that risk to change what was a tradition and turned it into this incredibly memorable moment that, that still, you know, lasts in people's memory to this day. Yeah. I imagine that this is probably going to be one of the deeper episodes you guys have, I have done, especially considering the fact that we are leading up to the 10th or 20th anniversary of the 9-11 attacks and it falls just so happens to fall on a Saturday this year so there'll be a lot of games playing I'm, I'm sure a lot of memorials will be happening across the United States uh, is there anything else you really want to kind of give us on this I mean just that I'm I'm excited that that I had an opportunity to to tell this story um, it, it means a lot to me it was heavy. It was deep. Um, I mean, going back and watching that footage uh, 20 years later, it, it's still hard. It still brings back a lot of those memories for me personally, having, you know, only remembered it from when I was in high school to, to go back and watch it now as an adult, it's, it's different. And, you know, I, I live in a big city now, Chicago, and, you know, I, I can understand, I think a little bit better than I did when I was a high school kid in Lincoln, what that had to have you know, felt like and been like in the emotions of that day and just talking to, uh, you know, Jamal Lord, whose who's family, he didn't know if they were safe or not. And talking to Ron Brown, um, I mean, he lost people in that day because people that, I mean, he's from the New York area too and coached at Brown before Nebraska up in uh, Providence, Rhode Island. And he, he knew people that, that were in the towers that day. And so just talking to those people and the emotion and the weight of it, it, it's, it's heavy, but it's, it's an incredibly memorable story. I, I'm honored to have been able to tell it. And I mean, thankful that, that I was given that opportunity and that, you know, working with Nebraska on it was, was great. Uh, you know, Keith Mann and the staff there are all just fantastic. And just, I, I just, I hope Nebraska fans enjoy it uh, as much as I enjoyed telling it. Good. Well, thank you, Garrett. I, I do appreciate you coming on our show to promote this for everybody out there. Again, that is Garrett Wright with the Big Ten Network. Uh, he will be doing the Big Ten story, the Tunnel Walk Tribute, which will be this upcoming Tuesday, September 7th at 6.30 p.m. Central Time on the Big Ten Network. Garrett, thank you again. And can you uh, just give everybody a rundown of where they can uh, uh, reach you, uh, whether it's Twitter or contact you and whatnot? Yeah, absolutely. I'm on uh, Twitter, Garrett underscore right. And um, I just look forward to 
interacting with Nebraska fans. And I, I think more importantly, just follow the Big Ten Network on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram because those those are going to be the places you'll see clips from this and, and you know, get to know more about what's coming up uh, as far as this documentary and other ones we have coming out.